the text comes in at 7.30 p.m. It's from your friend Jessica, and she's wondering if you want to link up to hang out in 30 minutes. You can't help but wonder if she extends these same last-minute invitations to her other friends, but you shake it off and agree to meet up anyway. Once you arrive, it's only 10 minutes before she casually mentions having invited two other friends before reaching out to you. And then your suspicion is confirmed. You are the backup friend. But what does it mean to be a backup friend? To be the second choice, an afterthought? And what implications does it have on the value or quality of your friendships and the role that you play? After being tagged in quite a few TikToks over the past few weeks on this subject, I decided that we should dedicate this week's episode to talking about the dreaded label of backup friend. So hang tight, because in today's episode, we're going to talk about one, how to know that you might be the backup friend, two, how to know if your friends are intentionally doing it or if it's just in your head, and finally, I'll share two tricks that you can do to help you shake the label for good. So if you're ready to step out of the background in your friendships and finally get a little more of the spotlight, well, girl, I got you. This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, we got you. I'm Danielle Byer Jackson, a certified friendship coach, and I am here to help you through it. I was talking to a friend of mine as I put the pen to paper to begin writing the content for this episode and I was telling her what I was writing the show about and I was like, have you ever felt like the backup friend? And and we had this conversation and I opened my mouth to say to her, "Um, I don't think I ever have felt that way. I don't think I've ever had that experience. And as soon as that statement left my mouth, instantly a vivid memory from college popped into my mind. I attended the University of Florida And during my second year, I decided to take summer classes. Now, the average student is not taking summer classes unless they have to, but I decided to. And while I was there, there was also a young lady across campus who was also taking summer classes. Now, this wasn't just any normal student. This was one of the most popular girls on one of the biggest campuses. She always walked around in a squad of like five other women. They were young and fun and beautiful and popular and liked by virtually everyone. They had been friends, I think like from middle school through college and so they were this tight knit group of girls. My only connection with them was I dated uh, a male friend of the leader of the pack and so we loosely kind of were associated. Well, this summer, her other friends chose not to attend classes. So she was there, quote unquote, by herself. So I noticed that she began to invite me to hang out at her dorm. And she invited me to hang out and experience nightlife with her and to go to the clubs and all that stuff. And I remember feeling special that I was chosen to be a part of what felt like this um, inaccessible world. I remember whenever we would hang out, if one of her friends from that tight circle of five would call, she would literally walk away to take the call and sometimes be on the phone for quite a bit. Or if we were going out for a nightlife or whatever, that she didn't even seem present and that she was looking around for other people to see if there were other people who she knew in the club that she could say hello to. And it just was the worst feeling. I was there with her physically, but it felt like she'd rather be elsewhere or 
have other people in my place. Um, I felt like she could take me or leave me, but needed somebody. And a part of me, and I hate to even say this, at the time felt happy just to be chosen. If you go on TikTok and you see videos about women who are lamenting being the backup friend, go ahead and take a look at the comments. Most people are reassuring the person who made the video by saying things like, oh, those are bad friends. You don't need them. They're bad friends. And I want to push back on that for just a second, because whenever you get feedback to a situation of like, oh, they're just bad people or you're too good for them. A lot of times I've noticed that that's just way too general and there's so much more at play there right? There's so much more than, oh, you're in the right, they're in the wrong, they're bad people, you don't need them. There's so much nuance that we sometimes don't speak to. Some of those things are imagined and some of them are intentional. So here's how to know the difference. You are intentionally being wronged if a person is telling you verbally and explicitly that they'd prefer other people and that they chose other people first. It is, um, a slight to you if they are not present when you two are together and so they're occupying themselves with other things and you just happen to be like just like this vapor it's almost like you have this feeling of well I might as well not be here if you find that this person is not matching your efforts or worse that they wouldn't do the same things you're doing for them again we're not saying oh well they're bad people or bad friends but yes it might be some indication that perhaps they don't prioritize the friendship in the same way that you do so if you are holding back her hair when she <laughs> when she pukes after a long night i know some of you crunched at the imagery okay or if you're buying her little knickknacks because you thought of her and so you you bought her this little thing because she said that she really liked it or you're giving a listening ear but you have a sneaking suspicion that she wouldn't expend the same energy then right there these are indicators that it's not imagined these are real things that are confirming that this person does not prioritize the friendship in the same way but then on the other hand sometimes we have uh we go to group outings and we feel like well they're closer to each other than they're close with me is that something that's intentional Is that something that's a slight or is that just a reality that sometimes we can't control? If you get a sense of, well, the other girls seem closer to each other than they are with me, that's not necessarily a bad thing. And I know it doesn't feel fair. And I know sometimes the worst feeling is one of not having your same feelings uh, reciprocated. I understand all that, but it doesn't automatically put these other people at fault. Just to kind of bring it back for a second and give us some perspective, there are probably people in your life who'd love to see you more, who'd eagerly jump at a last minute invitation, who really admire you and want to spend more time with you and be closer to you, but you do not view them in the same way. I am going to pause for a second because I really want you to think about that for a second. Does that make you a bad friend? Does that mean that you are taking advantage? Does that mean you have some kind of intentional operation where you are using these other people in your life? Or is it something that you haven't registered before or that you're not doing intentionally? Or do you find yourself saying like, well, I like her well enough, but you know, my first go-to is probably always going to be these two people right a lot of us have the same situation in our own lives where we have this hierarchy where we kind of prefer the company of certain people for whatever reason but it doesn't necessarily reflect on those who we're not prioritizing and i think this is a healthy truth to hold tight to when we find ourselves in that position of feeling like okay i'm the second choice so the main thing here to remember 
is this. If we're trying to differentiate between, am I intentionally being mistreated and I need to opt out? Or are these messages that I'm feeding myself and I need to find a way to just be content and to be present in these friendships and to show up because they do love me, but it's in my head. We have to find a way to tell the difference between the two. So one, we don't self-sabotage right by having just perceived rejection but two that we're not taken advantage of because we constantly show up in a friendship that does not value us and actively wants to kind of like marginalize us or put us on the bottom shelf there's a difference if overall when you zoom out and take an aerial view of your friendship if you're showing up more both physically and emotionally and this person's not kind of matching those same efforts that might be an indicator that oh she doesn't prioritize our friendship in the same way but once you make That observation, you now have the choice of, do you want to continue to show up? Do you want to continue to hold the same expectations of the friendship? Or are you going to adjust your expectations and turn your focus to those who are willing to match your energy? So here are a couple pieces of advice if you are finding yourself in the role of backup friend. One, and I lead with this tip in almost every show, you've got to communicate it. Have you verbally expressed what you want. If you find that, hey, I want to spend more time with her, but she really checks in on me. Have you said that? It doesn't have to be an intense and formal and confrontational uh, conversation. It can be as simple as this. At the end of hanging out, perhaps you just kind of look at her for a while and then say to her, God, I, I really love spending time with you. Like you crack me up. I want more of this. We should do more of this and kind of gauge her response. Sometimes other women don't know that you desire more and they have the time to give. And a lot of times we don't give enough attention to another person's perspective. Is she wondering the same thing about you? Is she trying to be um, mindful of your availability as well, but no one wants to say the thing out loud? The second tip I want to offer you if you're starting to feel like the backup friend is to monitor your availability. And I want you to re-examine how often and to what degree you are willing to make yourself available to accommodate this group's requests. Because you've heard this before, this is not revolutionary by any stretch of the imagination, but we do train people on how to treat us. So if I'm always readily available, then they'll assume, oh, well, Danielle, like invite her because she's always free. And if you don't want to be seen as I'm always free or I'm always going to jump, especially when you find that you're shifting other things around to make it happen, then sometimes muster up the confidence within yourself to say, oh, you know, I can't make it today. I actually made other plans, but, um, uh, but thanks for thinking of me. If you find yourself ever thinking, if I clock enough hours, then one day I will earn my spot to the top. That alarms me and I want you to really look at that. Because should we ever be a part of a friendship where we feel that we have to prove ourselves in order to be accepted? Recently, I had a coaching session with a young woman who seemed confident enough, but she was sharing with me how hurt she was over being a part of a friend group and noticed that they began to hang out with each other without her. And when we boiled it down, I was asking her really tough questions. And on the third tough question, she finally admitted, well, I guess I feel like I earned it. I show up for them. I give to them. I'm a good listener. I earned it. And they invited this other girl and she hasn't put in as much time. And we both just kind of sat there and she had this aha moment of, wow, I've never said it so explicitly before. And so I challenge you to ask yourself the same question. The last thing I'm going to ask you to consider if you really feel like, okay, I'm the backup friend is how you show up when you show up 
Here's what I mean. Let's say that I'm out with a group of girls and I keep telling myself they don't like me as much as they like each other. I was just a pity invite. Why am I here? Then my behavior is likely going to follow suit. Again, I can't stress enough that I'm not placing blame here. There are some things that we are responsible for and are within our control and other things really are because of another person and they are sliding us and they are in the wrong. But if we're taking a look at those things which we can control, then sit with me in this for a second. If you've convinced yourself that you're the backup friend and that you're not prioritized like everyone else, does your behavior tend to follow those emotions? So if they are all gathered around uh, the table and they're talking, are you putting yourself on your phone and scrolling through? Because you feel like, well, since I'm the backup friend, there's no space for me to join this conversation. They probably won't welcome me. They probably won't be as excited if I join in. I don't have anything to contribute that's as meaningful or interesting. And so what behaviors am I exhibiting? Do I jump into my phone? Do I find myself withdrawing because I feel like, I'm waiting for them to to counter my suspicions that I'm the backup friend. I want to be affirmed. And so I'm waiting for them to bring me in. Am I allowing them to have conversations and to laugh and to pull away? And I don't put myself in those conversations. So for example, let's say I'm, I'm sitting at a table with three girls and they're talking about this friend that they all know in common uh, named Ashley. And they're like, oh my gosh, Ashley's so crazy, yada, yada, yada. And I don't know who Ashley is. Maybe I'll say something like, oh my gosh, she sounds amazing. Okay, so wait, how do you, now how do you guys know Ashley? hopefully these are the kind of friends who are like oh my gosh okay yeah sorry you don't know Ashley okay so Ashley is this girl we actually met freshman year hopefully they're the kind of friends who are eager to bring you in but I do have to encourage you I just I just owe you this I do have to encourage you to also look at how much you are withdrawing because you believe you're the backup friend and so it almost becomes the self-fulfilling prophecy and so Dear friend, if you find that you are not desired and sought after and treated as anything other than cherished and valued, I'm sorry because I know that it must feel lonely. I know you must feel isolated. And sometimes the worst kind of loneliness is having people around you and still feeling by yourself. And so I'm sorry that you're sitting in that. But allow me to encourage you to take control of those feelings and find a way to identify those who eagerly show up for you, those who rejoice when you text, call, and send them invitations. I want you to know that at any point, you have control to get one inch closer day by day to the kind of friendships you desire, those that satisfy you, those that affirm you, those that respect you, those that excite you. These are the kinds of friendships that we all deserve and that I'm hoping to equip and encourage you to pursue. If after hearing this, you want one-on-one support and you want to talk through this with somebody who really cares and is trained to give you action steps to get beyond this, then I got you. You can visit our website anytime at betterfemalefriendships.com to book a one-on-one coaching session where we can unpack this more fully and we can create action steps that are personalized for your personality, your strengths, and your goals. Until then, know that I'll be rooting for you always on your journey toward better female friendships. (music) 